Hello, happy Monday. Thank you for watching the uh, Talking Sports with Evan. And for those that listen to the, the show, uh, thank you for listening. So this is um, mostly going to be my NFL preview episode where I'm going to break down division by division and give you my predictions on um, who's going to make the playoffs and who's going to win, who's going to uh, potentially make the Super Bowl, and then talk about some potential awards as well like the the MVP and the Defensive and Offensive Player of the Year. So um, follow me on Twitter at Evan with Sports, as you see on the ticker on the bottom, plus next to my name. Um, if you have any comments that you want to make, if you're watching this live on Twitter or Facebook, um, you can comment uh, as well. What you think you're, uh, who do you think the division winners are going to be and who's going to be that surprise team? Because every year the NFL – there is a surprise team that seems to come out of nowhere and uh, make a statement. And I'm trying to figure out if there's going to be one of those teams this year. And there's always a team that tends to uh, uh, drop back down to earth after a big year. So I'm going to give my my thoughts on who can be a surprise team and who could uh, suffer and uh, uh, who could uh, drop – back down to earth a little bit after a strong season last year. So before we get into that, um, usually I do a beer of the day towards the end of the show, but today Door Peninsula Distillery and Winery um, up in Carlsville, Wisconsin, that is my uh, uh, drink provider of the day. So if you're up in the Door County area in, in Carlsville, go and check it out. Uh, it's a the winery is an old one school, uh, one room schoolhouse, which strangely enough, my grandmother used to teach at. And now my mom currently works there. So great wine and spirits. Uh, might be a little biased there, but I think they're the best in the peninsula. And then Shipwrecked, which is uh, connected to them. Uh, pretty good beer at Shipwrecked as well, especially their charity. So, and before we get to the NFL, I just want to kind of recap some uh, events from over the weekend. Um, regarding both the Badgers and the Brewers. So the Brewers did lose today. Very uh, embarrassing loss. 12-0 was the final score. And they're just like, uh, they were just gotten basically destroyed from the start. And the thing is, though, I'm not panicking. I'm not overreacting. Yeah, Woody hasn't been that great, uh, that consistent the past few starts. But I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the Brewers either with the, the Reds losing and knocked the magic number down another game to 13. And remember, the Brewers got pretty, pretty smacked, or smacked around pretty good in uh, against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals in Game One of that series, and they came back and took the series two or three, including the epic walk-off home run, a walk-off grand slam from Daniel Vogelbach uh, yesterday in the bottom in the bottom of the ninth inning. So, <clears throat> great victory yesterday for the Brewers and a complete game. Uh, three-hit shutout from uh, Adrian Hauser from the day before, which it's the first complete game shutout the Brewers have thrown since 2014. Kyle Loesch did it twice in 2014 um, against the Cubs in June 1st, where he needed just 93 pitches in order to finish off the Cubs. And then against, uh, you know, then the last day of the season um, had a complete game shutout as well. And that's the last time, and it happened for the Brewers, and it was about 1,011 days in between 
complete game shutouts. Now, the Brewers did have a complete game in 2017 by Jimmy Nelson, but it wasn't a shutout. And another fun fact with the June 1st complete game shutout of the Cubs, it was also in what they call in baseball circles, a Maddox. So what a Maddox is, is if you have a complete game shutout, throwing under 100 pitches. And that's what Kyle Loesch did. Kind of surprising that he's the one that in Brewer history has the Maddox. And I believe it was the 12th Maddox uh, since they started calling it that. So, um, but as I mentioned, I'm not worried about the Brewers today. I'm, even if they lose tomorrow, I'm not really that worried. Because the thing is, they're in the driver's seat to the division. The key is stay healthy, get healthy. Willie Adamas, obviously El Garcia, um, two guys that are banged up right now. Get healthy and get ready for October baseball. That's what the Brewers need to focus on right now. Um, Badger football could have been better. Um, Graham Mertz didn't play well. Um, he's been very inconsistent since his uh, great first career start against the Illinois Illini. And since then, it's kind of been a roller coaster, more down than up. He played pretty well against Wake Forest in the bowl game, uh, played pretty decent against Michigan last year, but overall has been a bit of a roller coaster. And then you see Jack Cohn, who transferred out of Wisconsin um, to go play for Notre Dame, ended up having a great game yesterday. So a couple things to consider, you know, before we crown uh, Jack Cohen and talk about how the coaches made a mistake and not giving the job to Cohen. Um, well, Cohen wasn't healthy at all in 2020. That's why Mertz got the job in 2020. And 2020 was just a strange year. And typically, in college football, typically you have a few tune-up games, as they call them. But now the trend's starting to go to playing uh, powerhouses right away. And the Badgers played a very good Penn State team with a very good defense. And we saw that firsthand um, Saturday as the Badgers struggled with the football. Pass blocking for the Badgers was not very good. Mertz wasn't good pushing the ball down the field, and they just couldn't capitalize when they had the ball in the inside the 10-yard line numerous times. I think they scored a total of seven points in four tries when they had the ball inside the 10. So they play Eastern Michigan coming up this coming Saturday, which it should be a cakewalk, build up Mertz's confidence a little bit. And – I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to defend Mertz. He didn't play well. But before we start talking about how Jack Cohen is head and shoulders the better quarterback, remember Florida State's defense and Florida State is not a very good team. Remember when Graham Mertz uh, blew on the scene against Illinois last year, Illinois not a very good team and the Badgers took advantage. Florida State not a very good team and Notre Dame took advantage. Now Notre Dame ended up meeting overtime to win, but that defense of Florida State is atrocious. Um, so let's pump the brakes a little bit on both things. Uh, crowning Mertz a Heisman contender and I'm sorry, crowning Cone a Heisman contender and calling Mertz a uh, the worst quarterback in the history of football, which I have seen that said um, before we. Start doing that. Let's see how the season plays out. This is week one. It sucks losing. Um, college football, unfortunately, is one of those sports where you have to win every game if you're not Alabama, which they win every game pretty much anyways. Um, but I think Alabama is the only team that can really afford a loss. Clemson, uh, they could afford their loss to Georgia week one because if they run the table, 
they are right back in college football playoff contention. Let's see how the season plays out. Badgers had just, you know, this recruiting class they have in now is the best recruiting class they've ever had. They're all freshmen. Let them mature and let's focus on improving week to week and let's see how the rest of the season plays out. And we're going to get to see Graham Mertz versus uh, Jack Cohn head to head in a couple weeks down at Soldier Field with Wisconsin and Notre Dame. So that's just my thoughts there. Now to move on to my NFL predictions. Um, Trying to figure out which division I should start with. The North would be easy, or the NFC, being I'm a Packer fan. You see the uh, – you can't see the Packer logo behind me, but you see my flag um, behind me, uh, Bucks, Brewers, Badgers, and Packers. Um, it would be easy to go um, – it would be easy to go to the North. But I'm going to start with the AFC North. Um, the AFC North is an interesting division uh, to me. Uh, the Cleveland Browns made the playoffs last year, shocked the world in uh, beating Pittsburgh uh, quite easily in the manner that they beat Pittsburgh in. Uh, most people are assuming that the Browns are going to win the division, uh, kind of run away with it. The Ravens lost their starting running back this preseason in uh, Dobbins. Their receiving game has not been that good um, last year. They were the worst passing game in football. And then they lost a couple of uh, pass rushers as well. So it's, and then the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger is another year older, another new system to learn. Um, is Ben going to be able to push the ball down the field? Because in 2020, Roethlisberger could not push the ball down the field. It was a dink and dunk um, passing game, which they couldn't run the ball at all last year. Um, Connor just did not have an effective year. So it was very dink and dunk. And unfortunately for the Steelers, it came to bite them in the butt when they played the Browns because you can sit back and exploit those dink and dunk games. So Harris from Alabama, the running back, is he going to be able to have uh, much success his rookie year behind a not-so-good offensive line? And is, uh, you know, the defense of the Steelers, if T.J. Watt holds out, where's the pass rush going to come from? So those are some questions that the Steelers have. And then the Bengals, they'll be better this year, but I obviously they're not anywhere near being – um, one of the better teams in football. So, but here is what my AFC North looks like to me. I, I think the Cleveland Browns win it. I think the Ravens finish in second. Steelers third, Bengals fourth. Um, the Ravens and Steelers could flip-flop quite easily, but I think the Browns are going to be the division champs. I think they have the best roster in the division, and if Mayfield can play like he did in 2020, if not better, um, the Browns should run away with the division. Um, alarming enough, or I, I guess also talking about the Browns, they're also my team that could regress and take a step back this year. Um, they had, they, they won a lot of close games last year. They, uh, injury bug other than Miles Garrett didn't really affect them much last year, except for him and Odell Beckham. Um, and you have the new coach and, uh, Kevin Stefanski. So you get that first year coach bump. They may take a step back this year. I don't think they will, but they are a prime contender, too. So that's what I think the NFC North is going to look like. Uh, Browns, Ravens, Steelers, and Bengals. Jump to the NFC West. I think the NFC West is extremely easy to navigate. Kansas City uh, defensively is not probably going to be very good, but they retool their offensive line. Uh, Pat Mahomes is one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. 
He can do things with his arm that not too many people can do. Um, the, the, the skill position guys with Tyree Kill and Kelsey, those are guys that can just completely destroy um, a defense. Very A lot of speed on that offense for Kansas City. The defense is going to be the big question mark. So I think it's easily, hands down, going to be Kansas City's division to win. I think the Los Angeles Chargers get a uh, first-year coach bump in uh, their their first-year coach, who was the defense coordinator for the the Rams last year, um, Brandon Staley. I think that I think they're going to have that uh, first-year coach bump, and I think they're going to finish in uh, second place. I think the Las Vegas Raiders are going to finish third in the division. I think they're going to be right around a 500 team. And I think the Broncos are going to finish last. And I think the, uh, the, um, I think the, they're going to be probably looking for a new coach about midway through the season. I like Teddy Bridgewater, but I don't think he has what it takes to push the Broncos to that next level. And coaching wise, they it just looks like uh, probably the you know last you know the end of the ropes for uh, you know for their coach. So, uh, but that's how I think the West is going to play out: Kansas City, Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos. Um, the AFC South and the AFC South is my toss-up division because you have Tennessee, whose defense was not very good last year. Um, their defense is uh, they got some injury-prone guys to try to improve their defense this year in Bud Dupree. Um, pretty good pass rusher when healthy, but he's coming off a torn ACL. Um, Ryan Tannehill is playing with his uh, third offensive coordinator in Tennessee, Arthur Smith, left for the um, left for the, uh, the Falcons head coach. Matt LaFleur is obviously in Green Bay. Um, I know there was a, a lot of overlap with Tannehill and uh, LaFleur, but – a new offensive coordinator in, in uh, Tennessee. And you have guys like Julio Jones, who seems to be hurt a lot. And uh, Derrick Henry has carried the ball a lot the past couple of years. Are we going to start to see the, the, the pounding and the punishment that Henry took? Are we going to start to see him wear down um, a little bit as the season wears out? There's a lot of question marks surrounding Tennessee. The Colts, a lot of question marks around the Colts, too. Carson Wentz, injuries and COVID. Quentin Nelson, injuries. T.Y. Hilton, injuries. Um, a lot of question marks around the Colts. Um, Jacksonville is just not a very good team, and Urban Meyer's in way over his head. The only thing keeping uh, Jacksonville from finishing in the cellar in the South is Houston's roster is very bad. Um you know, quarterback-wise, uh, they won't have Deshaun Watson at all. Um, they have a first-year first, first year head coach who is a 60-some-odd-year-old David Cur, uh, Curly, Curry, and the Texans roster is not very good. Um, so that's the only thing saving Jacksonville from finishing in last. But I think Tennessee does win the division. Um, I, I don't know how many wins they're going to have, but just for the fact that there's so many – question marks in that division, they're kind of going up by default. The the wild card in that division is the Colts. If Carson Wentz can play like he did in 2017, and I think he's in a position that they're going to use his strengths, they're going to be a power running team led by Jonathan Taylor and use Carson Wentz's strengths to better utilize him. 
the Eagles and Doug Peterson got away from that and Wentz couldn't stay healthy. Um, it might be a one and done deal for uh, Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. We'll see. And then, like I, you see, I have the Texans finishing in last. And I think they're going to probably have the number one pick in the NFL. Jumping to my AFC East, um, Miami, Miami, uh, New York, New England, and Buffalo. Who's going to win the division there? And I think it's pretty easy. It's going to be Buffalo. Um, Josh Allen, who is a MVP contender this year. Stephon Diggs is a very good wide receiver. Um, pretty, you know, should be a better running game. And defensively, they should be pretty good. And Allen looks like he is truly about to, you know, last year you thought was a bust-out year. This year's looking like it's going to be even more of a bust-out year. Um, he's probably going to – if you if you play fantasy football, Josh Allen's probably going to give you a lot of points, um, both throwing and running the ball. Um, Buffalo's obviously going to finish first in that division. And then I think it's kind of a coin flip between Miami and New England, um, who's going to finish second. You know, the Patriots last year – um, they lost a lot of people due to COVID opt-outs. Um, they, they struggled mightily, uh, especially on defense, having a lot of COVID opt-outs. Um, Belichick, very uncharacteristically, opened up the pocketbook this offseason, spent a lot of money, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Mac Jones, rookie, is their uh, quarterback they're going with. Um, it's all going to come down to um, – is Mac Jones going to be overwhelmed leading this team, or is he going to transition pretty smoothly to, to the NFL? And in Miami, it's all about Tua. Um, Tua had a rocky um, rookie year after he uh, finally got in the starting lineup. I love Brian Flores. I think he's a great head coach, the only coach from the Belichick tree um, that has done anything in the NFL as a head coach. Um, but it comes down to Tua. Defensively, the Dolphins are good. They have some decent offensive skill position guys, but it's going to be Tua is going to be the guy that determines if they're a five, uh, right around 500 team or above. Um, I know you can't finish 500 this year, but I think you know what I mean when I say around 500. Uh, eight and nine, nine and eight on that range. I think it's going to be the Patriots finishing second just because you never want to bet against Bill Belichick and you you doubt he's going to have two down years in a row. I think the Patriots finish around nine and eight. I think the Dolphins finish eight and nine, nine and eight tied. And then the Jets finish um, last in that division. I think this is how the NFC East is going to shape out. Um, Buffalo is a legit Super Bowl contender. Legit MVP contender, a quarterback, a really strong roster, top to bottom. They're going to be a tough team in the in the AFC. Um, jumping to the NFC, the NFC West. Going to start with that. The Rams won the division last year. Seattle looked like they were going to for a while, but then they just completely fell off the face of the earth um, late in the year. Uh, Arizona looked really strong early on, um, but then they kind of fell flat. And the 49ers, very dealt with a ton of injuries last year. Um, 49ers dealt with a ton of injuries last year, quarterback, defensive line. Um, so that's basically their weakness uh, last year. So the NFC West, who's going to win the NFC West? I think it's going to be the 49ers. I think regardless who their quarterback is, either Garoppolo or uh, – or the rookie, um, 
and Lance, I think uh, they're going to win the division. I think Shanahan uh, having everybody back to health, I think the 49ers will take over that division. And the NFC West is the best division in football. It really is. Um, the Cardinals made a lot of moves this season to try to improve. Um, the, the Seahawks did. Um, they they signed Jamal Adams to long-term deal. Um, A.J. Brown, J.J. Watt with the Cardinals. Um, that division is going to be really good in the Rams with Matt Stafford. Um, I think it's going to be 49ers, Rams, Cardinals, and Seahawks. Um, my... I said one of my disappointing teams, uh, Cleveland of uh, the Cleveland Browns, have a chance to be disappointing. Uh, Arizona Cardinals is my other. I kind of put a red flag up. I'm not a uh, fan of their coach, uh, Kingsbury. I think he is in over his head, and I think um, I don't know if he's going to last the year. I think the Cardinals could easily disappoint a lot of people, a lot of uh, people this year, um, and finish below 500. Right now, I had them finishing third, but I I just have a hard time picking a Cliff Kingsbury-led team to compete for a division. Um, so the Browns and the Cardinals are two of my teams that could disappoint this season. Um, moving on to the NFC East, um, you have Dallas. Finally have Dak Prescott healthy. Um, the Giants, uh I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know what the Giants are. Daniel Jones is turnover prone. Uh, Judge is probably on the hot seat right now. Barkley's coming off an ACL injury. Wide receivers. They have a lot of guys that can uh, catch the football, but not a lot of guys that can run uh, stretch the field. Um, the Eagles are rebuilding. Um, it looks like again. Um, I don't think they're going to compete much, especially with Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback and uh, Minshew as their backup, who could probably start by the end of the year. And then with uh, the Washington football team, great defense. Uh, we're going to have a very physical running game, but I'm not sold on Ryan Fitzpatrick. When he's good, he's good. But when he's bad, he gets really bad. And the, the issue with Ryan Fitzpatrick is he doesn't stay good for long stretches of time. He just doesn't. Um, so to say that a team led by Fitzpatrick is going to win the division is just really hard for me to say. If Dak Prescott stays healthy, the Cowboys are the best team in the in the NFC East. Um they should probably finish around nine and eight, ten and seven, um, followed by Washington, who should be hovering around nine and eight, eight and nine. It all depends on Fitzpatrick, really. But like I said, that defense is really good. Um, the Giants and the Eagles would be fighting for the seller in that division. The NFC South um, last year, Tampa Bay won the division. They brought everybody back from their Super Bowl um, winning team last year, including Tom Brady, second year in that system. The Saints lost uh, Drew Brees, going with Jameis Winston to be the starting quarterback. Um, the Panthers, uh, Sam Sam Darnold is their starting quarterback. And they have a lot of young talent on both sides of the ball in Carolina. Question is, can Sam, Dar Sam Darnold be an NFL quarterback? He was in a tough situation in, uh, in, in New York playing with Adam Gase. And I don't think anyone would do well in Adam Gase, with Adam Gase, to be honest. He's just a horrible football coach. Um, and then Atlanta, Matt Ryan, still a pretty good quarterback. 
Um, we have first-year coach in Arthur Smith, and that defense is not really good. And you always have a team with a rookie coach that doesn't fare very well. And I think that's going to be the uh, the the Falcons this year. I think it's Tampa Bay, Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. And Tampa Bay, they, they were extremely healthy last year. So can an aging team continue to stay healthy this year? That's going to be one of the questions. Um, the Saints, Jameis Winston, you don't throw for 5,000 yards on accident. Yes, I knew he had 30 interceptions his final year in Tampa, but Jameis Winston's a pretty good quarterback, and the Saints are pretty good up front. Um, Winston should have time to stretch the ball down the field, and he's going to be able to open up the passing game a little more, uh, more so than they did with uh, Drew Brees, because Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks to play the game in the last uh, 20, 30 years, but the issue with Brees is he couldn't stretch the ball down the field anymore. He just didn't have arm but Winston has a cannon that he can beat you over the top. So he's going to add a new element to the Saints passing game. And as I mentioned with the Panthers, it's all about uh, Sam Darnold. I don't think he's the answer quarterback. I think he's better than what he was in New York, but I don't think he's your answer. So, and then the NFC North, it's kind of a no brainer. Uh, Aaron Rodgers back in green Bay, kind of a no brainer. Packers are going to win the division. Um, and there's really no other team in the division that should challenge Green Bay for the division title. Um, you have all you, you, you brought back pretty much the entire roster except for one guy that made the NFC championship game last year. You have almost all your pretty much all your starters back except for two guys that's made the NFC championship game the last two years, years Bulaga and Corey Lindsay are the only two that aren't there. Yes, you were thought David Bakhtiari for the first six weeks at least. Um, and defensively, there's a lot of question marks, but the rest of the NFC North is not very good. Um, the Vikings, Kirk Cousins is not a good quarterback. Um, he's just not. Uh, the Bears' offensive line is horrible. And then you got Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, one of those two starting a quarterback for you. Um the Lions are a complete train wreck and <laughs> talked about he's always a coach that uh, doesn't play really well. Um, I uh, The first-year coach doesn't do very well. I think Dan Campbell is going to be that guy. That guy seems like a lunatic. And Jared Goff did pretty well with um, Sean McVay, but I think, he, I think Sean McVay maxed out what Jared Goff can do. Um, and we're going to see that in Detroit pretty easily. Um, so that's what my NFC North looks like playoff wise. Um, I think you have the, you know, the, 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 uh, NFC West is going to probably have two playoff teams for sure. I have that for the Rams and the 49ers right now. Um, the East will have one, the Cowboys, uh, the South should have the Buccaneers and the Saints and the, and the North should have the Packers. So that's probably going to be the NFC playoffs in the AFC. It's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, Browns, Ravens, Kansas City, Titans, um, Bills, and then it's going to come down between the Patriots and the Chargers for that final spot in the, in the AFC. I think Super Bowl-wise, um, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Green Bay, I think are my top three in the NFC to make it. It'll be one of those teams. And in the AFC, Kansas City or Buffalo. 
Um, MVP is going to be between Mahomes, Rogers, and uh, Mahomes, Rogers, and Josh Allen. And might be a little homer in me, and this is why I want to mention it. Uh, defensive player of the year in the NFC. Sleeper name. Um, sleeper name to keep your eye on. Rashawn Gary. He and uh, he's a, and he's why I say him. He's a guy who. First two years in the league has gotten better each year. And from what was talked about in training camp about him with his coaches, uh, how, how much they raved about how just unblockable he was. And with uh, Zadarius Smith possibly slowed down early on with the back issue, I think he is truly someone that you um, need to keep an eye on for defense player of the year. Jair Alexander is another one, but my concern with Alexander when it comes to defensive player of the year, he's not going to get balls thrown at him enough in order to uh, compete for that award. So what are your thoughts? Um, you can tweet at me at Evan with sports. You can email me uh, talking sports with Evan at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook talking sports with Evan. Um, let me know your thoughts. Who who are you going to be your division champions in the NFL this year? Who's going to go to the Super Bowl? Who's going to be your MVP? Those are my questions I have for you um, as you watch or uh, listen to the podcast. Um, the show will be posted in audio version uh, tomorrow morning, just for those that want to listen to the audio version um, rather than the full video. So with that said, I'll be back at you on Thursday, possibly have a guest. Um, the lighting will be better. I wasn't expecting it to get so dark so quickly. Um, so I apologize for that. But with that said, I'll get back at you all on Thursday as I preview the Packers and the Saints. Have a good rest of your night and good start to your week, everybody.